and welcome to an 11 p.m. nightcap. And the reason why I've got soft red lighting today <clears throat> is because we are going to read something absolutely warm and charming and fantastic that was penned by our friend and viewer, Scott West, also known as King Dinosaur 69. Been a little while since I narrated a piece on the show, but I'm really excited about this because King Dinosaur did a fantastic job on this, and uh, it it's as good as all the rest of the pieces that he's done, whether it's about the painters or Frogger, but it's spectacular. It's fucking spectacular, and I think you're really going to like it. So... We will probably today do the podcast break at about 20 minutes in, because after that 20 minutes and we come back, that will be narration time. So uh, up until that point, we'll just do our normal regular shenanigans. Thank you so much, Mama Meow and King Dinosaur, and just me, Dash V, as well as Black Cat's Poppy, all stopping in. It's great to see you all. Here's a Cheers. Until then, it's megabytes, 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 megabytes. If you haven't heard or if you haven't been following it, Johnny Depp won his defamation case against Amber Heard. Uh, that is $17 million. Um, yeah, he basically had proven that that was uh, malicious and damaging and basically lies, at least in terms of the court. I imagine that this is not the uh, end that you will see of this. I'm 100% sure there's going to be appeals and everything else. But what a what a crazy momentous case. I don't recall a media case like this as big with celebrities. Well, I guess maybe the Christine Blasey Ford thing. But, geez, almost since OJ, this is just like... Everybody was like tuned into this. It's crazy. Krista, stop it in. Krista, how's your tooth? Dash. Then feels. Don't be afraid to catch feels. Woo! Justice for John. Mega pints. Well, I was thinking of doing a mega pint today, but uh, I'm feeling a little beat up. I hurt myself a little bit, so, uh, yeah, but it was a, a busy day and a busy after work day, uh, for me today. I got, uh, had to, so there was a massive fucking thunderstorm that rolled through and I went outside, scraped some of the gutters. That was all fine. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fine. And then I get inside and like, I fucking like slipped and bashed my fucking back and arm on the fucking wall, which is not so awesome. And uh, then after work, I went and got my windows on my truck tinted. I decided to make a little bit of maybe a risky move. I got them matched uh, with the rear windows, which is 20%. Most places 
legally they want you to be like 32%. So I guess I could get a ticket for that. But at least they're not limo tents. So I don't know. Krista says, simply marvelous on her tooth. Thanks to a mega awesome friend for the help to get meds and some food. Boy, that's what a nice person that did that. You've been thunderstruck. God, that's like one of the best pump-up songs ever. But how are all the rest of you doing? So, tinted the windows, had a cigar outside while I waited for that to get done. And then uh, a friend of mine who'd been storing her kayak in my garage came by to get that. She's going on a, a camping slash kayaking trip this weekend. So I helped her attach that to, to, to the top of her car. And while I was getting it down out of my garage, I bashed the back of my head on one of the joists in the garage. So I, I'm just like kicking my own ass today. It's pretty good. And I have a question. I have a, 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 it seems like a simple question. Do you know how ratchet straps work? Do you know how to use and make a ratchet strap work? Because this friend of mine, she was like, yeah, I have them. She's like, I never like figure out and know how you get them to work. And I was like, well... This is one of those things. They don't really come with great instructions. And unless somebody takes the time to show you how to use it, it can be a little confusing. So I showed her how to use ratchet straps. And she was like, I think I've just, I feel like I've just learned like an amazing fucking skill. And I was like, ratchet straps. So I tell you what we're going to do. King Dinosaur says that he struggles with them. We're going to do a ratchet strap episode. I'm going to show you some ratchet strap action. And there's going to be no sexual shenanigans with that. Yeah, you got to watch out for the snapback on that. It can smash you a little bit. Mommy else is in the air today. She (laughs) fell down and falling up the stairs. Well, I don't want to say it can be worse. Depending on how far you fall down the stairs. But falling up the stairs sucks. Especially when you fall up and then you land on the steps and you like scrape your shins and face and everything. I know somebody who did that who fell up the stairs and hit their mouth on the fucking stairs and they knocked out their front teeth. Stairs are devastating. Like, talk about a useful invention, but they can also be fucking devastating. Oh, I fell off a full laundry basket. I hope that laundry basket wasn't full of, like... Well, I'm sure it was just full of laundry. Like... You had 10 boxes in your arms you were trying to lug up. Okay, you are like a tiny individual. How can you even pick up 10 boxes? Unless they were like Kleenex boxes. (laughs) You're like little. (laughs) That's like a Three Stooges skit. (laughs) I'm determined. Determined to fall down the stairs, apparently. <laughs> Dash V, how are you doing? I know you've been having a rough couple of weeks. I hope things are going well for you. 
And Black Cat, how are you doing? Black Cat, uh, as always, posting some nice pictures. Black Cat and I, today we're talking about how we wish we were kitty cats. Because then we could just, like, lay in the sun and nap and have catnip. And that felt nice around. You know what? Like, what a life. <laughs> Been there with that with groceries. You ended up in the meat wagon with a severely sprained ankle. Oof. So, this friend that I was helping with the kayak today... She one time fell, it was winter time, and she had, uh, she had like a work laptop, and she slipped and went to fall, and she was so worried about the work laptop that she protected the la- work laptop, but then like fell so severely that she like broke her pelvis and like hurt her back and like broke her tail, she got just smashed up and is like still dealing with uh, recurring pain problems and in, in, like post-injury, uh, issues from that to this day. So like falling is just, it falling fucks your shit up. It's so bad. Dash V is busy, busy forcing work and life into balance and accepting the consequences has a new pinball machine arriving just a few days. Gojira. Wait a minute. Is that the la- is that the nether one from the last one that you were gonna get? <laughs> yes, I want to see that unboxing, man. That sounds awesome. Mom meow comments that these stairs don't like me. I've fallen down them countless times since you moved here. You're steady trying to carry stuff up and down, and you should technically have help, but then you don't, so you do what you must. You know, there's a there's a thing that you can do. It's called multiple trips. So what you do is you don't take so much the first time you go up and down the stairs. And then when you get up or down the stairs, you go back up or down the stairs and you get the other part of the thing that's up or down the stairs. And that way then you're less likely to fall up or down the stairs. Well, multiple tri- you say multiple trips is for babies, but I would like to think that it's for intelligent, refined people who don't want to destroy themselves. <laughs> ah, the last one, maybe. Got it. I think that stairs, much like other inanimate objects, can fuck with you. And if they don't like you, they find a way to like move and they fucking like they want you to trip and fall and get hurt on them and they laugh at you you won't convince me it's not (laughs) you're not genetically built for stairs do you have one leg (laughs) can't see my feet How are you going to be able to see your feet if you're carrying 10 boxes? That's why you don't carry 10 boxes. Oh God, you ripped all the muscles along your ribs the last time you fell? You turned around quickly because, oops, you forgot to pay the cab driver. You only fell. Yeah, even falling four stairs. Like, stairs are not soft. They, they just, I mean, they get you. Stairs will get you. 
Um, also, I need to do this. There's a... <laughs> I did this today. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, what? That doesn't make any sense. Mm, lies. Uh, I just I just put this in here. Ridiculous. My instance, you a suck because I just had this uploaded and now it's gone. Well, that's disappointing. I don't have my um, fucking login thing on here. Oh, well, I guess I'll play it at a different time then. Whatever. You're lucky with the ones around here that go into the basement. So you have a rail on two walls. You can smack your heads on to slow yourself down. Or smack your head on. That also is a thing you can do. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. Uh, broken ribs. There's nothing you really do except tape you up and tell you not to laugh. Hey, man, here's just this nice wrap. Cheers, though. Cheers. Oh, the whiskey tastes so good today. Mm. So, yes. Kayaks. Ratchet straps. Bash my head. Uh, twice. And my back. And my arm. And... <laughs> Ooh, okay, Mom Meow had it. I, it must have been from when I had it in uh, Discord or something. Okay, here's the, here's a good old person falling sound. See, now it's right in here. How, how, how was the search not find this? It, like. Ah! <laughs> the, <laughs> so there, there was a video of this old woman who picks a fight with a woman on a bus and as she's fighting with this person on the bus the the fight starts to get kind of broken up and then the old woman spits on this dude or on this woman it's like because it's like two women fighting so the old woman spits on this other lady and the other lady fucking like punch slaps her in the face and just like knocks I don't, well, I mean, she didn't really knock her out, but basically gave her complete rubber leg shutdown. And so this old woman falls on the floor of this bus and it makes this sound. <laughs> That's apparently now not going to play. Great. Unbelievable. <laughs> makes that sound. Apparently, uh, the, this browser that I use to prevent shit does not like, uh, playing this multiple times. But yes, that's the old bag sound. Ah! <laughs> I like spitting on someone is like so fucking vile. I know it doesn't like, there's part of me that's like, 
I don't want to say not a big deal, but it's also a big deal. I'm like, you spit on somebody, like, you kind of deserve to get your shit fucking knocked the fuck out. So yes, uh, you can click on that link that Mama Meow posted, and you can play that song over, or that sound, over and over and over again. It's really funny if you click it really fast. Yeah, it is gross. Like, it's so fucking gross. Like, unless you're being tortured in some South American prison, and they're like, you're tearless, what I've missiles are. And you're like, but like, you're going to get fucking tortured or killed. That's like, you do that, expect that you're going to get, they're going to get fucking clunked. Like, don't be surprised. Yeah, if Black Cat thinks it's gross, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to see a video of this, like, cheese that somebody cooked inside a bag of pubes? And then, and then and this guy eats it, and he, he poops it out, and then they have, like, a, a pube poop nugget with cheese? <laughs> and then, and then, they... God, I don't want to fucking see this. What, who, <laughs> who... And the right mind. It comes to my Instagram now because. <laughs> I know it looked like pubes. That's why it was making me throw up. <laughs> yes, Mom Meow's not remembering what. There's a few reasons why you shouldn't eat when you're watching the show. One reason is there could be some disgusting stuff. The other reason is there could be some hilarious stuff. Um, like yesterday's naming thing, which hopefully uh, made everybody laugh. <laughs> Boston actress apparently fell asleep while listening to the show and then was like, how did I sleep through that? And I was like, ah, oh, it's because you're used to that kind of talk from fucking Boston. That's like regular conversation. <laughs> oh, you still say, huh? You know, you have a stream, right? You can, like, do a stream anytime and host a dance party. I, I may or may not. Like, I know I got kind of the light set up. Podcast people, though. Your break is now, and when we come back, we're going to read a very charming tale, penned by the great author, Scott West. Okay, so this is a lovely story penned by Scott West. Uh, he was gracious enough to let me read this during the broadcast today. And this is called Four Corners. At the intersection of Vale Road Southeast and Ball Hill, Bald Hill Road Southeast, about nine miles outside of the town of Yelm, Washington, said a little country store. It was called, rather obviously and quaintly, Four Corners Country Store. When we first moved out to the Bald Hills, I was about four years old, and our house seemed roughly a million miles away from civilization. Back then, the road we lived on was called Pringle, 
and was just a gravel throughway between Vale and Bald Hill Roads. Years later, it was finally paved, and the name was changed to the much less charming 130th Avenue Southeast. <clears throat> Our small house was surrounded on three sides by dense forest, four if you count the woods on the other side of the road, and there were only a few other houses on the road, and those spaced pretty far apart. No street lights, and nights out there were dark and lonesome, with only the sounds of frogs and coyotes to keep you company. But the nighttime sky was spectacular. There were two other small country stores further up both roads, Country Corners on Vale and Cougar Mountain Store on Bald Hill. But we really had reason to go that direction, as nothing much lay that way, except dairy and sheep farms and increasingly seedy rural homes and run-down trailers with yards full of ancient, broken-down automobiles. So, Four Corners was the go-to for those quick-need items like a carton of milk or a pack of cigarettes. My mom smoked one as a kid, much to my displeasure. Or, you know, a quick run-in to get a candy bar or a bottle of pop on the way to do some shopping in one of the bigger towns north or south of Yelm, Tacoma, or Olympia. Or for making a trip to visit one of my aunts or uncles or grandmother. A lot more of my family lived out there back then, scattered around Pierce and Thurston counties. Four Corners back then was a legitimate country store. More of a shack than a commercial property, with a small patch of gravel on one side for a parking lot. And in those days, you had to be careful walking around barefoot on that gravel, because you know, it was littered with pull tabs from beer and soda cans and those jagged-edged bottle caps. Littering was ubiquitous in those days, before Woodsy the Owl shamed us all into giving a hoot, or a crying Indian filled our hearts with guilt every time as a McDonald's hamburger wrapper was thrown out of a car window. Two ancient gas pumps set on a slab of rough concrete in front of the store, and a large weeping willow drooped over the roof on the south side. An aging house sat next to the store, sharing the shade of the other side of the willow. Otherwise, the store was surrounded by an empty lot overgrown with tall brown grass that made me sneeze in the summers. And for a while, I went to school with a kid who lived in that old house, and his name was Ray Beers. He wore thick glasses with black frames and was fond of striped t-shirts. He invited me over once to play with his electric train. And then one day Ray just wasn't there anymore. It's funny how that happens. People come into and go out of our lives so randomly sometimes. Like, where do they come from? Where do they go? I wonder if Ray still has that electric train. It was a grand one. There was an awning over the entrance to the store, which was just a door like any old door, except plastered with faded signs and stickers for all manner of odds and ends, like chewing tobacco, beer, soda, cigarettes, bubblegum, and of course, live bait. There being several lakes in the area, as well as the rivers Nisqually and Deschutes. The awning was composed of strips of black and green metal, Mostly green, though, as a fine layer of moss had been growing over it and the entire roof of the store for years. <clears throat> so that didn't do much to keep off either the sun or the rain. One short concrete step got you inside the store. So come, uh, come inside now, won't you? I'll just, uh, let's grab a few things. 
and probably uh, the first thing you notice once inside Four Corners is the presence of, you know, one or two, sometimes three, grizzled old-timers in worn khaki pants or denim jeans, held up by suspenders, faded flannel shirts, and either greasy baseball caps or crumpled cowboy hats. They're generally bewhiskered and gray, one portly, one slim. The third, if present, is a is wild card. Uh, and the smell of cigarettes, cigars, or pipe tobacco, gasoline, and pickled eggs, which they eat from a large jar on the counter. They are the only people brave enough, or foolhardy enough, to eat them. The ages of the men and the eggs uh, may be roughly the same. They're retired, of course and enjoy hanging out in their little corner of this little country store for hours on end. The conversation, and they will robe in any customer who will listen, covers all the major topics. Politics, fishing, sports, fishing, cars, fishing, any local happenings, such as the Prairie Days Parade and the three-day carnival to follow, who's been arrested recently, what for, what work they've done on their cars lately, and of course, the best places to fish. And when you first enter the store, they will pause their conversation to give you a nod and maybe a slight wave. If you're a woman, they will doff their hats and maybe give you a wink and a yellow-toothed smile. They may look rough, but they're harmless and friendly. The interior of the store is cluttered, and many times during the year you may have to navigate around a tin pail or two that's been set out on the floor to catch the drips from the ceiling in rainy weather. And being the Pacific Northwest, that could be any time between January and December. The walls are mostly dark wood, with a few having been painted a pale yellow at some time in the distant past, but you can't see a lot of the wall anyway because they're covered with more advertising and old framed black and white pictures of smiling men holding up that day's catch, along with some yellowing articles clipped from the local newspaper, the Nisqually Valley News. But the layout inside is rather Lovecraftian. Odd angles and shadowy corners. And this is because, over the years, the walls have been torn out to make more room, and replaced haphazardly with seeming <laughs> no rhyme or reason. There were times I would go into the store with my dad and linger at the big wooden magazine rack, looking for famous monsters of Finland, or Mad Magazine. Or uh, we'd go over to the creaky comic book spinner rack. Wait, do those even exist anymore? But anyway, while he went about his business, only to feel a weird fluttering in my stomach when I went to look for him and started to feel lost in the maze of shelves filled with kitchen staples, condiments, baking powder, flour, canned green beans, corn, peas, condensed milk, or automotive goods, you know, oil, carburetor, cleaner. Those little pine-scented air fresheners look like little trees that you hung from the rearview mirror. Rack toys. Now, those are always my favorite, aside from the comic books. I could get, I get like a cool Hot Wheels knockoff or a, like a balsa wood airplane that, you know, you run on rubber bands. Does, any, does anybody remember 
poo paratroopers. Anyway, that and other random items. And for such a small store, it seemed magically vast and multi-layered. Eventually, of course, I would connect with my dad, and all would be well. Along the back wall was the cooler full of the beverages of the times. 7-Up, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Tab, RC Cola, Fanta, Squirt, Orange Crush, and Dad's Root Beer. Another cooler contained the popular beer brands. And Yelm, you were probably drinking Rainier or Olympia, possibly Schmidt, a.k.a. Animal Beer, or if you were highfalutin, Budweiser, Coors, Miller High Life, or Pabst Blue Ribbon. But my dad's drinking days were long in his past. I wouldn't find out about assorted youth as a hot-riding hellraiser for many, many years. and I only knew him as a hard-working surveyor, and later as a concrete finisher during the week and a preacher on Sundays. So my knowledge of alcoholic beverages came mostly from the stories I overheard from my older cousins or some cool kid at school. But all those neon beer signs were alluring. I felt the intrigue of the forbidden whenever passing by those coolers. But another favorite section of the store was the candy shelves. Unlike most kid, I had a ravenous sweet tooth. And it was hard to pass by those boxes and stacks of candy bars and penny candy. Although, penny candy really it wasn't a cent anymore, even in those days. But, of course, I didn't always get what I asked for. But on a good day, I would roll out, roll out of the store richer by one comic book, The Hulk or Spider-Man, usually, and a box of Lemonheads or a Butterfinger. Or maybe a toy and a pack of bubblegum cards. That was the joy of it. You know, he's mix and match. Now, when you were ready to pay for your purchases, you'd step up to the counter saying, Howdy, to the two or three grizzled loafers, of course, and get rung up, usually by the owner and proprietor of the store himself. His name was Jack, and for the life of me, I cannot remember his last name. I know it was Polish. That's as far as my memory serves. The reason being, I have to think, is that as a kid, it didn't matter what his last name was. Everybody called him Jack. All the other adults in my life, aside from family, were Mr. This or Mr. That. So Jack stood out. Edit. I asked my parents if they remembered Jack's last name, and my mom told it it was Tokarczyk. I always thought Jack was the original owner of Four Corners, but my aunt recently told me that that wasn't true. There was another man who owned the store first. She didn't remember his name, but she remembered that they got their dog, Rebel, from him. Anyway, Jack was a friendly guy, well-liked and respected around town, and I can remember him and my dad, who never never met a person he couldn't have a conversation with, talking about all kinds of things while I loitered nearby, leafing through my current issue of Marvel Marvel Team-Up or The Human Fly. Jack actually looked like a benevolent version of Spider-Man's nemesis, Harry Osborn, the Green Goblin. Tight, curly red hair and eyebrows that flicked up devilishly at the ends. One thing I really liked about Jack was that on Halloween, we would trick-or-treat in the store, and he would give us those giant-sized Hershey's chocolate bars, 
talk about endearing yourself to a kid. And years later, I would interview with Jack about working at the new Four Corners store. We'll get to that in a minute. And he seemed like a very fair but strict boss. He laid out what would be expected of me and what would happen if those expectations weren't met. It was my first real job interview, although he's clearly the man in charge. He made me feel relaxed. At the end of the interview, though, Jack said, Of course, if you're hired, you'll have to cut your hair. Cut my hair? This was senior year of high school. I've been fighting with my parents for three years already in the issue of hair length. They seem to have finally won the battles on my way to the heavy metal rock star look that I desperately wanted. Cut my hair? Oh, I was crushed. I just started my first band that summer. My only goal in life at the time was to be a musician. Did give it some thought. Mm, about a minute's worth. And then I thanked Jack shook his hand and said, I'm sorry, sir, but I guess I won't be working for you. Jack took it well enough. Mm, my mom was a different story, though. As the years went by, that little old shack of store just couldn't keep up with the growing communities. More and more people moved into the area. Many were military families from McCord Air Force Base or Fort Lewis, the Army Base. Some were coming to be part of the Remtha School of Enlightenment. That's a, a whole other topic I may get to someday, but whatever the reason, the little town of Yelm, Washington, and its surrounding rural areas was starting to become more populous, and Four Corners Country Store needed to expand to survive. It was with heavy heart that we saw that old building torn down, along with the now abandoned house, of the long-lost electric train engineer, Ray Beers. The surrounding land cleared and a brand new modern four corners erected. In terms of sufficiency, the new store was stellar. Plenty of room to stock loads of items, a deli with hot food, clean, state-of-the-art gas pumps, no leaking roof. Not to mention the space to house a few of those new video game arcade machines the kids were furiously pumping quarters into. <clears throat> See previous Frogger essay. But in terms of character, though, sorry, I just, I just never uh, took to that new store the same way. And with the bigger store came more newer employees, several of which were schoolmates of mine. Jack became more scarce and eventually was hardly seen at all anymore. Same with the grizzled old hangers-on. They moved down Vale Road to the country corner store, which steadfastly refused to modernize. Plus, they had chairs there that they could comfortably sit in for hours on end. It was the end of an era, for sure. But Four Corners is still there. Basically the same store since its revamping. Jack eventually sold it to a Korean family who ran it for a while and then sold it to someone else. My knowledge of ownership ends there. I drive by it whenever I go out to visit my parents, but I couldn't tell you the last time I actually went inside. And so, there's no real ending to this. It's basically a reminiscence, so I'll just finish by saying that in my mind's eye, I can still clearly see all the nooks and crannies, the warped shelving, the pails half full of rainwater, that old weeping willow.
Everything associated with that original little country store. I can smell the tobacco and pickled eggs and aged wood. I can feel the gravel on my bare feet. So although the material form of Four Corners may be gone, it lives on in my heart and mind. I hope there's still some old country stores out there. Somewhere. Um, I know he doesn't really think so, but, um, I, when I read this, um, it brought back a lot of memories, uh, to me, not so much of a place that I lived, but the, uh, area up, uh, that we have up north uh, that's close to Port Huron and Lexington and the old country stores that are up there. And I was just talking this weekend with my father that uh, the town of Lexington, uh, it's becoming more popular. It's kind of growing. They're bringing in and restoring some of those buildings that truth be told, were really falling into some disrepair. And on the one hand, it makes me happy to know that that town is thriving and that the people that live there are going to be able to keep jobs and stores and all that stuff running. But it does make you a little sad because the character of those old places just isn't the same. And I know that's a little bit uh, colored by nostalgia, but there's still a part of you that's like, seeing an old friend move away or something, you know? And uh, it that story really hit me. It punched a lot of buttons and uh, beautifully written. Just beautifully fucking written. Um, <clears throat> so King Dinosaur says, great read. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, I love reading stuff like this. It... Uh, Makes me very happy. I, I, look, I always blather on about whatever stuff. So if you guys ever have stuff like this to share or read, uh, I just, I, I adore it. I absolutely adore it. Um, Krista says, wow, King Dinosaur, that was amazing. Had a big smile on my face the whole time until the end. Uh, Black Cat says, I really felt that place. And Dash V says, nice story, King Dinosaur. Black Cat misses those stores so much. And Krista says, bravo for bringing an amazing story to life. Yeah, there's something about the human connections, the, the old shack. The, the ramshackleness, the haphazardness of, you know, that was somebody who, who got or inherited some old building or whatever. And, and the, the life of the community is what, you know, kept it going and, and, there's a couple places like that still still uh, up north that are still kind of like that. And there's a movement to go through parts of the, the city and redo a lot of those buildings because they are very, very old. Uh, Lexington Harbor is very old. 
in some of those buildings, uh, they really do need some help. And while I'm gracious for that, because again, that means that the town will live on, there's something about that smell of the wood and the gasoline. Yeah, the same people, the, the, the smells and the sounds. You know, there's this one store and because of the way that it's made, there's always this wood creaky sound of people walking on the floor. And I can hear it in my mind. I can hear that sound of people walking on that floor. And I can smell the smell of the candy. And they had like some baked goods and stuff in there. And these little toys. It was the same thing. The little spinner rack of like toys. And they had some comic books and stuff in there. Like, man, I could I could feel that fucking story, dude. It was so good. You, and please, please continue to do your writing. I know that that is, a, is often a struggle with all the pressure and stress of the work days and everything else we have going on. But man, I told King Dinosaur earlier today that you might think that that was just a reminiscence piece. But you've got the voice. You have the 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 intangible i don't know what it is that reading that reading the stuff that you write it it takes about two or three sentences and i'm just like lost in it like uh, the the world goes away and there are a whole lot of writers out there that do that for me and i i mean this i'm not saying this just because you're a friend of mine like seriously and truly you've got you've got a fucking uh you've got a gift you have a gift and a skill so thank you so much for sharing that that was a just fucking great the deep color of the wood yeah like that weathered and it's worn smooth by footsteps and hands and touch and and everything it's just uh it's just awesome Krista says, I love going into those mom and pop stores, especially for a handful of pickled eggs. You know what? I never ate pickled eggs like that until, I don't know, the last four or five years. Now I really like them. Uh, Black Cat says, it was so good. It brought me through and I didn't want to leave, right? Just wanted to like be in that store. I wanted to be in that store with Little King Dinosaur and look at comic books and be excited about toys. And, you know, maybe maybe if you were lucky, your dad would give you, like, 50 cents or something and be like, just go get something. And you'd be like, and then it was like, oh, my God, what can't? And, and your dad could shop in that store, and you could stand in front of the, the candy shelves or the toy thing and debate in your mind for what seemed like an eternity. Which candy do I get? Uh, I could, which toy can I get? Well, if I get... Ooh, I could get this. They have a foam plane that, that says it lasts long. Well, I could get the foam little airplane. And I could get... Now, I remember Farapan, the, the candy company, had candies called Cherry Clan. Uh, which, if you look those up, uh, they absolutely could not sell those today. But those candies were delicious. 
And so I would always be like, I could get a box of Cherry Clan and a box of Lemon Heads, and I could get a foam airplane. And I always liked, you guys may laugh at me on this, I liked those little weird, it's like, it's like that wafer, that like melty wafer formed together to look like a little spaceship. And then these little candy beads inside. And I always liked the way that that felt when it melted in your mouth. And then you could crunch on the little candy, the little candy bits. And so you'd be in there and it felt like you were in there for hours. You're probably only in there for like 20 minutes. But that's like that time dilation thing you experience when you're little. You know, your dad probably ran in and out and took him five minutes. But to you, it seems like an eternity. Because it's like when you're little... You don't have a ton of choice to make when you're like a consumer, right? So you're going to buy something with your limited and like, that's rare. So you're like, oh, the possibilities. This isn't bought for me. I get to choose. It's pretty wild. Krista uh, says, it's been a minute since you had a pickled egg. You know, I like, I have to give you the recipe I, like I have a recipe. I make these uh, bourbon and soy sauce pickled eggs. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah, by a handful, it's about two. I Meaning of a tiny little hand. Except for Mama Meow, she's fierce and determined. So Mama Meow like just mashes like twenty pickled eggs in her hands, and then she's pickled egg just fucking all over herself. It's in her hair. She's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cat. You're a mess. You have, you're covered in pickled eggs. Uh, when you bought Chuckles, you'd eat the least favorite flavors first that you could be rewarded at the end. Right? What was your least favorite? I I think the licorice one. Was it like the, the licorice? Because it didn't really taste like a licorice. They kind of looked weird. Or was it? No. The, the green ones. Was it the green one? There was one that was flavored like mint. Like the green wasn't lime. I think they were like mint. And I think those were gross. The black and then the orange ones. And then I think, wasn't like the orange? It was like clove or something. It was like, it wasn't orange, like delicious orange. But yeah, you always eat the gross ones first. You're like, well, I gotta get these out of the way. I'm gonna eat the ones I hate first. And then I get to enjoy the favorites. The white was like spice. So those like Necco wafers are the same. The white ones were like spicy. And I always saved the, the, the orange, green, and chocolate. Because they had, like, the best fucking flavor. Mm. Candy. That's General Store. Uh, the next time I go, uh, it was... So, this this weekend, the town was super busy. But the next time I go, I'm going to try and go on a weekend that's not a holiday weekend. And I'll take some, some pictures or maybe even some video... Of those old stores. And uh, I'll broadcast them here on a nightcap. Uh, so you can see exactly what that store looks and sounds like. So that would be fun. And maybe uh, maybe we'll do either a reread or we'll just uh, uh, put the link in. And if you uh, are so inclined, please make sure you pick up, if you haven't read it, uh, Scott West's book, Ghost on the Highway, Ghosts on the Highway, on Amazon. 
You're thinking of the gumdrops? Yeah, the gumdrops, there was one that was like a clove flavor too, wasn't there? It was like gross. I think what I used to do with those is I used to scrape the sugar off and eat the sugar and then just like throw the candy away because I hated it. It tasted like a candle. <laughs> candle flavored. Ugh. <laughs> I still need to see if I can find a way to, to get a motorcycle. Hey, Dash, are you still here? The Dash, don't you have like a hundred GoPros? I should have you just box one of them up and send it to me or something because I, I want to record a motorcycle ride. I wish you guys could have seen the drive that I took this weekend uh, going up there. It was just incredible. Yeah, no kid wants clove. I want to I tell you a super quick, quick little story. Uh, when I was like real little, we... Uh, my sister had something, I think it was like a Girl Scouts thing or something, and it, and it was like at a cider mill. And so at the cider mill, then they had like candy sticks. And so I think my mom gave me a dollar, 50 cents or whatever. It's like, okay, you can pick out a candy stick and a whatever thing. And they, they had these candy, and I was like, I really want this one. And it was Coke flavored. I'm like, mmm, Coke, Coca-Cola. And... I, I can't remember if, but anyway, I, I buy it and I start eating it and I was like, oh, I don't like this. No, it wasn't Coke. It was clove. It was clove flavored. Ew. And so I think my mom graciously went back in and was like, my son, you know, is still learning to read and he missed. And so they gave me uh, a different, I think I got root beer or something instead. Black cats liked clove. <laughs> How do you know what a candle tastes like? I know because I've eaten wax. Because because it smell clove because it smell. And to me, clove tasted like old Christmas candles smelled. You know what I'm talking about, like the old candles. Dash, you have four. I have four GoPros. You should wear all four and then just do like this weird quad thing. That'd be kind of cool, actually. You used to chew on cloves. I mean, at least your mouth wouldn't hurt. Licking, <laughs> lick nips. Was it lick nips or lick a stick? <laughs> Either way, that's terrible. <laughs> hey, baby, you wanna, you wanna lick a nips? She's like, no, I want to lick a stick. Oh, getting hot and heavy at the four corners. Candles, well, I don't know if it's the candle that tastes like burning. It's the fire that <laughs> But yeah, the old Christmas candles. They, they smell like cloves. Right? <laughs> Black Cat, yes, you... <laughs> You're definitely out there, but that's part of the reason why I love you. Didn't I eat cloves in my ham? No. We always put uh, pineapple in our ham and on our ham. There'd be the cherry, uh, there'd be the maraschino cherry inside the little circles of pineapple 
And I would always beg for those because I was addicted to those maraschino cherries. And uh, recently, and this is kind of gross, but I, I bought, uh, the, when I was doing grocery shopping, for whatever reason, they came up. And I'm like, I know you're supposed to buy these for, like, desserts or whatever, but I just bought them. And I pulled a wild bill and I just fucking ate the whole jar. I just ate a whole jar of maraschino cherries. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I didn't feel so good afterwards. <laughs> but, uh... Mm. Mm. That's uh, what those were. You never knew. The pointy things with the bulbs on top. It has cloves. The, the wax bottles with liquid. Yeah, though, though, and those two, that all smells like cloves. And, like, my poor little boy in my little Detroit Tigers hat and my little navy sweatshirt being all cute and little thought I was getting Coca-Cola and it was clove. Sometimes I think about me when I was little and I'm like, I think about myself and it makes me sad because I'm like, to go through a lot of these adventures and shit alone, I, I don't know, it's just weird. <laughs> you poor little fucker. Clove, aw oh, man. So disappointing. Yeah, ham. Ham and pineapple. It's a natural combo. That's why I like... And then you add some delicious sauce and a little bit of bread and fucking... You got yourself a pizza. Chad, Dash, I don't know. If you have one of those with a, with a helmet mount, maybe you can like rent one off of you or something. I would, I would just love to record one bike ride up there just so I have it in my head. You need an on-screen comparison of these items? Of what? The, of the candies? I mean, I could like <laughs> get that lime acid candy and, oh God, that stuff. I wish I had recorded the people eating it that I gave it to at my Halloween movie party. They, I mean, I may as well have fed them acid. They were just like, oh my God, what is this? Like, I know. It's really bad. The, the emote was made for, and me too. Pineapple on pizza. It's delicious. I love it. The candies, the candles, and the cloves. How long of a ride is it? It's about an hour. Although, although I would probably cut it down because I wouldn't want to record, I wouldn't want to record, or rather I would cut out, actually what I'd probably do is I would probably wait until I got to one of the turnoffs because there's a part that's just on the freeway, it's not so great, and I don't really want to record leaving my subdivision. So I'd probably cut that piece out and then I would cut out the part of getting to my actual, actual destination. So maybe 45 minutes to an hour, about. Uh, Black Cat says, King Dinosaur and Cigar Girl, thank you. I really needed to hear this story tonight. Well, you're welcome. And uh, 
I know I haven't had a whole lot of guests or done a whole lot of narrations uh, for the show lately. It's been very difficult for me, what with trying to get moving stuff settled and everything else. It's it's been uh, tough. Um, so I thank you all so much for sticking with me and continuing to stop by and listen to the show. And if anyone, again, has anything like this that they'd like to read or share, please send it my way. I, I love reading stuff like this. You all are so talented and so loving. I just love it. Um, you have a 360 camera. That'd be wild. You don't know if the battery would last the full trip. What if... What if, so Dash V, here's a question. What if, if I have a, is it, does it charge at all by USB? Because if it did, I'll buy a power bank and I'll run the wire down my motorcycle jacket into my pocket. Uh, and that way then I could keep some extra power to it. I would have thought maybe that it would be the memory card or whatever that would fill up. Or I could buy new batteries. I could buy uh, like lithium ion extra life batteries or something. I just feel like that's not a thing that I would use a whole ton. So like to buy one, but I Boston actress, the famous actress from Boston, stopping in saying good night, Boston actress. Thank you so much for stopping in. I hope you enjoyed listening to a tale of a simpler calmer more peaceful time the old country stores four corners in yelm washington it does but i think it can't charge and run at the same time well we'd have to figure it out we can uh maybe maybe talk about that something i don't know um yeah i could stop there is a good stopping point there's a couple of good stopping points Usually I don't stop because I just keep going. But there is there is one old corner country store that I have to be honest, I've never stopped at and gone into. It's it, a classic crossroads. Um, and it's like, there's like one single little traffic light and that's it. And then there's just the store. I've never gone in there. And I really want to go in there. So maybe that would be the spot that I would stop and switch out batteries. So this could work. This could totally work. I, I would love to record that ride and then just play the ride and then just like have that up full screen and then we can just bullshit and shoot the shit while that's just playing and you guys can just comment on what you're seeing or tell me I'm a fucking dickhead. And you're like, scenery sucks, dude. You suck. Oh, you bet they have live bait. Oh, they do have live bait. You're right by a great lake. So there's lots of live bait around. And there's a there's a really good fishing river called the Black River that's nearby. Uh, I think you get a lot of sheep's head. And, uh, there's all sorts of fish in that fucking river. They do like a... There's like a... a sailboat like race that goes through when do i need it by well before august 11th because then i'll be gone although maybe i should just buy one because i imagine i imagine when i get to arizona i'm gonna want to record some rides when i'm out there 
Did they put it in Chinese food containers? Absolutely. Or they put it in a little plastic. It's like the little plastic tubs that they, like if they buy like bulk sesame seed sticks or candy, and then they divide it up into the little plastic containers and then they put a label on it. And like, you're not supposed to resell that, but they do it anyway. Like they put it in there. And there it is, food talk. Oh, that's it. We're talking about food. We're quitting. Although we did talk about pineapple pizza and ham. <clears throat> Delivery, please. Boss Sanchez, you want me to get you some food? I'll call it DoorDash. I'll get you food right now. You can get pizza. You want some ASMR? You want some night-night voice? Uh, again, Scott, thank you so much for letting me read that, man. You are a fantastic author. I fucking love it, dude. You, you just, you're fucking great. Everybody, if you can, please send a clap emoji in the chat just to let Scott know how much he's fucking great at this because he really is. We could, uh, we could get you some Chinese food and be... Maybe want some almond chicken, or uh, maybe you could get uh, maybe you get a pizza. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Maybe some pineapple and ham, or we could uh, we could get you some mozzarella sticks. You can't let's say it's bathing suit season. <laughs> mm, pizza. <laughs> I know, Boston actress. I I had a beer today with dinner and I felt so guilty. Look. You, no, I'm not gonna who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. You're all beautiful. Uh, King Dinosaur, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and end the show. Thank you so much, everybody that stopped by. Mom Meow, Dash V, King Dinosaur, Boston Actress, uh, Black Cat's Poppy, Krista. Uh, did I miss anyone? Who else uh, was maybe here? I didn't miss anyone while I was reading, did I? But, man, you guys are all the best. Uh, I, I, I fucking, I fucking love you guys. This is, uh, the highlight of my day is sitting and talking to you guys. So cheers. As we say at the end of all these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith and all that good shit. We'll see you again tomorrow at 11 PM Eastern for another Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast. Much love. See you soon. Let's go ahead and raid on over to one of our lovely friends. I know, Death Strike Virus is playing...